This is President Sullivan, and I appreciate being a part of the Back Pocket Podcast. Today is June 19th. It is Monday. The boys from the Back Pocket are back doing their thing. We're coming off a fantastic Father's Day, and we're going to talk some Father's Day, because what better to do on a Monday than talk what just happened? Yeah, it's uh, Father's Day was yesterday, as most of you guys know, and you know, uh, as podcasters, we have to talk about the past, the present, and the future, so uh, we're going to absolutely get after all of those things. Um, starting with the past, we have Father's Day. One thing that I wanted to touch on um, just on Father's Day is, you know, uh, for me and you, Andrew, both not being fathers yet, allegedly, um, what are the things that we need to get better at before we actually become fathers? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, first thing that comes to mind, being a handyman around the house, just doing all, like, fixing cabinets, fixing the sink, um, you know, all your cutting the grass, just being a dad and... Well, also, not only cutting the grass, but keeping your grass green. There's That's always a struggle. Oh, true. Um, especially, really yeah, well, it definitely, that comes up um, big time in Colorado, more uh, dry climate. Got to really stay on the hose and on the sprinkler, keeping your grass water. Fertilizer always helps, too. Got to irrigate your lawn. There's a lot of things that like pe- that kind of flies on the radar when you talk about you know keeping your grass clean. Okay. Um, also, not to mention like broken windows, uh, beds, things that are always just compromised. Um, like, honey, can you fix can you fix that light bulb? Uh, or you know, climbing on ladders. Mm. Um, always maintaining three points of contact on ladders. That's big. Using hammers and power tools. Okay. Um, that yeah, just being th- those kind of things. I know like that. You don't think about them now when you're a 21-year-old thriving guy, but you know what? These things come fast. So. True. And when you say compromised things in the house, I also think about compromised limbs of your body. When you get when you become a dad, you got a lot more stress on. You got kids, and other parts on your body start to wear on, wear down a little bit. So your knees start to give out. Maybe your hip, maybe Ooh, your shoulder. Doing all these activities, yes, while having uh, bad hips and all kinds of extremities, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and a bad back. So that brings me to thinking maybe should our marketing listeners our marketing interns should read the Stu Bourne's new book impinged yeah um he's and coming out with the new he said he's, he said he's coming out the new book yep um Stu the uh I think we've mentioned him once or twice before he's our weightlifting coach um he has us do all kinds of crazy things to um prevent impingements and other things like that yep um so you know we're absolutely gonna have to read his book impinged and really just prevent ourselves from any further problems or limit the problems when we're older as dads. Yes. Um, another thing too, um, going along with, uh, what we need to get better at before we come become fathers is, uh, understanding how pregnancy works. Ooh. Okay. Um, me especially, I'm not, uh, very well educated on how pregnant women operate. And that's a very crucial moment for, or a crucial time, I guess, when you have kids, it's nine months. Uh, so you, we, we best be prepared. Yes. I just, I, yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't know enough to I, say the least. I don't really know much yeah. to be honest. So and maybe uh, someone's got to educate us. Uh, Ryan Reynolds tweeted out and this kind of sparked this little thought. Uh, he tweeted out today actually, or yesterday on father's day, being a dad isn't just about eating a huge bag of gummy bears as your wife gives birth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, it means being comfortable with the word hero. Okay, Ryan. That one, Ryan. But uh, good tweet. Nah, <laughs> good tweet. I guess. Nah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just think um, it's gonna it's 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 gonna, it's gonna be a struggle for us. Yeah, for me, if I like, that's why I'd, I would rather not have kids right now because I don't know how that all works. Yeah, hopefully there's a podcast out there that'll help us that'll help uh, us podcasters. <laughs> yeah, you know, us all. yeah, a podcast will help us podcasters how to be fathers with yeah, and the whole pregnancy and thing. the whole pregnancy thing yeah. more specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, another one, uh, paying bills on time. Oh, so. I mean, as uh, college kids, we have maybe one or two bills. We that got we, rent, we got cable, wi- Wi-Fi, yeah. uh, and trash, a- the trash bill. Um, oh, the trash bill. Okay. Yeah. Like I, taking out the trash? No, no, no. Well, that's part of the trash bill, but um, back at my old house at 381 Cleveland, I was the trash guy. Um, I I had the... Uh, I was I was part of the trash bill. It was a quarterly bill, so every every three months for all those guys that aren't good at doing math. Um, sorry, the door's open. My bad. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I was the trash guy. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, a quarterly payment though. That's something we might want to educate our listeners on. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterly meaning uh, you pay it four times a year. Um, those ones are you you know you get a little kind of shocked because they're really expensive, but then you're like, oh well. It's every, I'm paying this for three months, you know, and then three months you divide it by three, and you know, oh, okay, that makes more sense on a monthly scale. Okay, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I will say. Oh, I will say though, uh, my my own roommates uh, having at twenty seventy five Dayton now, uh, things are things are uh, going awry at at 2075 Dayton. So, okay. uh, Chris Ogren, shout out Chris. He, uh, he actually does all of our bills for us. So he just pays everything up front and then has us, uh, write checks to him every month. And, uh, Swan Dixon, when he was, uh, giving me a sales pitch to, to live in the house, he said, uh, he said, Hey, yeah, you just don't have to worry about paying bills on time because, uh, Ogren's dad takes care of it all up front. So, yeah, we just pay them whenever we feel like it, or it's don't feel like you have to pay it on time. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then it's just like, you know, that's not teaching good no, that's, uh, how to be a father. No, not at all. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of brutal. So, yeah. I don't know. Get your bills in on time. Got to have good, healthy practices. Yes. Uh, another thing about being a father is when you have kids, uh, boy or girl, you're going to be involved in youth athletics. Um, so just get, it, get, get your mind wrapped around the whole process of teaching your kids sports and also dealing with the little league umpires or little league refs and those just not very educated in the real rules because they're terrible at their job but you gotta have patience as a father and not yell at them there you go Mm -hmm. and so you know i think uh, as fathers you we all like to assume the role of a head coach or maybe um a head athletic trainer or you know something of that stature I think uh, when you're watching your kid play soccer as a five-year-old, then you're telling them to stay on sides and you know doing stuff like that, or you know signing your uh, your daughter up for tackle football. Um, those are all things that you know uh, that will take probably happen in in your life. Um, one thing, a little curveball that um, maybe some people won't uh, foresee or take accounting or account of is uh, how expensive they are. Oh so, yeah, I think that's what kind of drives participating in the leagues and then all the equipment that goes along. With yeah, it. they really nickel and dime you. That really is going to start your fumes. They're going to get your fumes going, uh, getting you heated up. So that's definitely uh, one thing we got to watch out for and uh, stay honest on. I also need to learn. I learned this the other day. Well, I, I actually already knew it, but people are just kind of 
reinforce the fact. I'm not the best at throwing a football. I'm more of a baseball thrower. So like when I throw the football, it just doesn't come out as smooth. So if I want to teach my own kid how to throw a football, that might not go over well. So I'm going to need to learn how to throw a football well, properly. I think prior. being an, part of being an insert is not being able to throw a spiral. I think that's definitely one thing that is true. Okay. And I think that's part of your duty as a dad to carry on your family legacies. Okay. So, um, yeah, just that's another thing, a little pressure, you know, uh, throughout your kid's life. Better better make sure he lives up to the uh, last name standard. So, The best gift a father can give is the, the last name to their kids. Yeah. So they, they, better, <laughs> sure. up, they better uphold it. Yeah, might as well, huh? <laughs> so with that... Um, are you right? So we're going to call our fathers and, you know, go ahead and wish them a happy Father's Day. Uh, we don't have any guests on, uh, for this podcast, so these will be our guests. Um, AI, your father, um, want to do a little introduction about him and then I'll get into my dad. Sure. So my dad, uh, John and Sarah from, born in Park Ridge, Illinois, which is two suburbs away from where I was born. Um, went to Maine South High School and was a football star. Um, ended up playing football at Cornell and played football there as well. And then uh, he majored in hospitality and got into the restaurant world, had his own restaurant for a while um, in Park Ridge, and then moved on to bigger and better things. And he's just been doing a bunch of things in the restaurant world right now. He is now working for Cooper's Hawk Restaurant and Winery, for those of you who know that. And also, uh, AI's dad is a big-time uh, Tommy's Tommy football fan, maybe the biggest. Yes. Uh, one, two things that are in his vocabulary are purple domination and roll times. So I'm sure you'll hear that yes. once uh, we call. And him. then going along with Father's Day, he's a father of three boys, myself included, as the middle child, an older brother, and a younger brother. Yep. And uh, okay, so my dad, Alan Brown, uh, born in Tacoma Park, Maryland, uh, grew up with two sisters. Uh, he was a stud in high school as well uh, in football, and he also wrestled. And then not to mention he went to Northwestern mm-hmm. in Evanston, Illinois. Um, D1 program, great stuff there. It was Wildcat, uh, played linebacker for him four years, um, graduated with a civil engineering degree, decided school was not, that he did not have enough schooling, so he decided to go to Cal Berkeley and get his master's in business there mm-hmm. and was a, a grad assistant there as well. And then, uh, yeah, so he's a civil engineer now. He's been uh, working up in the civil engineering world in construction management. And he currently uh, absolutely just loves getting after, well, we all live in Colorado now. Um, I'm the oldest of five, so he has to deal with five kids, me and my brother and three sisters. That's pretty wild. Mm -hmm. Um, He also uh, just has an absolute passion for uh, service and voluntary work and uh, just always works at Rockies games and all kinds of different stuff like that to pay for uh, Catholic school. Absolutely. So you can never you can never thank Papa Brown enough. He he's also one guy who resembles a uh, just being an all around American dad. And yeah, I was going to say man. we got two all American dads yeah. that we're about to call. Oh, yeah. um, just summed up a little bit of who they are. They're pretty. They're all, they're they're studs. Yeah, we're we're just trying to uphold the, their legacy because yeah. that's a, one difficult thing to do. As yeah, as me and AI running a podcast as twenty one year olds and our dads as forty fifty year old accomplished men, uh, we are roughly we are very small and not near as accomplished as no. our fathers. Correct. And we owe a lot to them. Yeah, to say the least. 
And we're very, we, actually, no, we are. We are very wildly average compared to our fathers and what maybe what we're supposed to be. But, you know, we're on a, we're on a track that maybe will help us in the future. Take us down the path. They never ran a podcast together, so that's the only thing I, we got on them so far. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and give them a call. All right, so we're going to go ahead. Our, the first father we're calling is uh, Mr. and Sarah, my father. Absolutely. And um, we'll see what he's got to say. Uh, we're going to wish him a happy Father's Day. Absolutely. Hey, Dad. Hey, Mr. and Sarah. It's the guys from the back pocket. How you doing? No kidding. No kidding. Hi, back pocket. <laughs> hey, we just wanted to call and wish you a happy Father's Day. That's outstanding. Thank you. We uh, we bo- we gave you a little introduction, uh, gave the listeners a background of your uh, established career and as a father as well, um, so our listeners know a little bit about you um, and all that you've accomplished. We're very proud to have fathers um, such as yourself. Uh, Declan's father is uh, has a very similar story. Uh, went to Northwestern and played football, um, and as just really gritty in general, yes. like yourself. Um, so I guess one thing that we wanted to ask you, um, just get a little perspective from you, is um, what does like Father's Day mean to you, and what kind of do you have like a good story as a father or maybe a son uh, that you could provide for us? Well, first let me let me say I'm honored. Uh, that you guys called, obviously, with my son being part of the back pocket. Uh, it makes a lot of sense, but it's still, uh, you know, it's still very much an honor to uh, to um, to be a part of this. Um, for me, Father's Day, you know what, it is, um, I, 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 I sort of attribute every day to Father's Day. You know, it's, it's quite an honor to be a father and to the privilege of uh, being able to influence um young adults and to be able to bring up three boys uh, like my wife Carol uh, Andrew's mom and I have done uh, it's 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 been a great privilege so Father's Day to me is uh, a day of reflection and overall it's sort of a day of rest if I can play golf watch golf uh, and eat well I'm, I'm pretty happy on Father's Day that's awesome I know you met you uh, you got tickets to the US Open that just ended uh, today um, how was Saturday that was that was a special time. It was uh, it was great to ex- be part of the experience um, and just to witness sort of how you bring something like that together and players from all over the world uh, vying for our national championship. Uh, pretty cool, pretty cool energy, pretty cool uh, experience. Moving overall. day, moving day too, which is pretty awesome. I was there on moving day. Yes, and I saw Patrick Reed move significantly only. To stay still today. Oh, yes. Actually he, go backwards. Yes, he yeah. came up short, but it was a it was worth it was a tremendous shot. Uh, it was. So maybe a little story for uh, our marketing interns uh, that you've experienced as a father or with your own father. Yeah, I would say you know what today I had a pretty pretty neat experience. I went and visited my father, your grandfather's uh, gravesite, and as I was sitting there, I looked at his tombstone and. I, I know I've read it a thousand times. Um, he's passed uh, for about four years ago. Um, but his tombstone says, Dorothy and family, comma, thank you. And I was sitting there, and as I read it, I said, wow, my dad, this magical man, uh, he went to his gravesite uh, with grace and gratitude in his heart. And he actually chose those words because uh, I asked my, my mom, his, his, uh, his wife, 
if uh, those were his words. And he, he chose those words. I'm thinking to myself, here he is telling us thank you. And uh, we're the ones that should be saying thank you to him. Uh, so that was a pretty cool moment. Um, and that's recent. I love to live in the moment and experience the moment, just like going to the U.S. Open yesterday or having this call with you guys today. Um, and, uh, and then thinking about my dad on a special day like this. Uh, I'll say that's one of my top moments. Uh, but Andy, I was thinking about last year at this time. You and your two brothers took me to uh, Wrigley Field to see the Pirates play. Yes, uh, I think it's the home of the Cubs, but it really was a Pirate game, and that probably was overall one of my favorite all-time Father's Days to be with the three of you. You guys paid for the tickets too, which was sweet, and um, to sit out there in the field and uh, and to watch that game with the three of you, which has always been a huge part of our life, the Pirates and yes. baseball. Uh, so I couldn't have, have asked for anything greater than that uh, on a special day like this. Those are true, tremendous experiences. I really appreciate you sharing, Dad. That's awesome. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, Thanks uh, for listening. Uh, Mr. and Sarah, I had uh, one clarifying question for you. Um, sure. Your thoughts when you're watching your son ride the sheep in the mutton-busting contest in 04 at the Insera family reunion in Colorado. Do you remember? Oh, I do. I okay. do. I remember that well, mutton-busting. Okay, so can you walk me through uh, kind of your process on signing your kid up and what your expectations were? Well, I'll tell you what, Declan. <clears throat> you know, when you're going to a rodeo, you don't know how you're going to participate. You know, as as land lovers, as, as people that don't walk around with boots on, on city their feet, slickers, as I like to call them. Yep. We don't know how we're going to fit in. <clears throat> but when I saw this this uh, particular. Um, part of the of the rodeo was was mutton busting and uh they had the age groups on there i knew andy i knew the guts and the glory of andy was <laughs> it was that was that was where he needed to be that's where he needed to participate and uh and yes we remember it well it was a fond memory yes that's mm-hmm. awesome appreciate it hey dad thank You're you so welcome. much for uh taking our call and being a part of the back pocket hey you guys are awesome thanks for inviting me happy father's day to everybody that's listening and uh you guys are awesome. Thank you very much. All right, Dad. Have a great rest of your day. Roll Toms. All right. Cheers. Roll Toms. <laughs> there it is. I, I just had to give him to say that. What a great guy. All right, so uh, moving on, we're going to go ahead and call my father, um, Alan Brown. So let's hopefully he answers. Hello? Hey, Dad. Mr. Brown? It's the guy yes. from the back pocket. We'd just like to wish you a happy Father's Day. Thank you. Yeah. How you doing? How was your day? Pretty good. It was pretty good. I was working at the Rockies game. Yeah. Did you see Nolan Arenado hit the uh, grand sl- or the uh, walk off home, home run and completed the cycle? No, I missed it. But I was. It was four or five to three, and then <clears throat> I heard the crowd go crazy, and then went outside, and then that's he must have hit a two run homer, right? Yeah. It was a uh, no three run because they were down five seven, right? Or no five three. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they, he, Nolan Arenado completed the cycle, and hit a three-run homer to take to walk off and hit, win the game, basically. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, it was actually what do you mean, the, the cycle single, double, triple, and a home run. Home run? Yeah, and the home wow. run was the finish. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty wow. wild stuff. So uh, that's cool. Yeah, so we're doing a segment here on the uh, on the back pocket. I know you're familiar. Um, uh-huh. Just as um, as a father or a son. Uh, do you have any kind of story that you'd like to share that um, you kind of hold uh, true, or like what kind of what does Father's Day mean to you? 
just a Hallmark holiday, I think. <laughs> <laughs> really? <coughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess <clears throat> um, it's pretty good. Like we got to get together, together and go to the pool and have a good time. So it was a lot of fun to at least have you know uh, be with the family and do a lot of things. Of course. Well, minus me, I'm not there. People yeah, forget. Yep. But uh, yeah, I guess um, just, I gave I gave our listeners kind of an intro to uh, your life and how you grew up in Maryland and then went to Northwestern and then Cal and then um, you know you've kind of been all over the map uh, in 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 this country with being an engineer and stuff and you know how how has that kind of been handling like your travels and stuff and then also still balancing like being a father of five kids five hooligans I should say. Well, that takes a strong mother to be able to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Good I, answer. I uh, called my father right before we called you, Mr. Brown, and he had a very similar response with the Father's Day, comp- uh, giving his, a lot of gratitude to the to his wife, my mother. Um, so uh-huh. we totally understand yeah. where that comes from. Yeah, because it's hard to, like, we, we, <clears throat> what I end up doing is going to different states or something like that, and you guys, they all stay in Colorado and so the mother has to bring it all together. So um, Maureen does a great job at that. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, hey, thank you for uh, give, taking some of your time. I'm sure the pool is great. Um, definitely go home, eat some grub, uh, get to bed, get uh-huh. ready to do it all again tomorrow. Right on. Absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Brown. All right. Thank you. Okay. Happy Father's Day. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you uh, to our dads for partaking in a little uh, – segment here we have on the back pocket absolutely just really uh, humbling experience talking to our dads of course and everything along with it new segment alert uh something that needs to be talked about deck what do we need to talk about uh so this was something that has just been kind of brought up uh throughout my the past couple of weeks um me working for pcl construction uh working on designing it or not designing building a hotel it's a lot of rooms um you hear a lot of architecture terms and things that don't make sense a lot of the times throughout my day. Uh, One thing that I'd never heard of and I thought was just absurd was the term feng shui. And for all of those people who don't know what it was, like myself, it's basically uh, Chinese for like the geometry of a space and like the energy and things that have been drawn from that space. Um, I just really don't understand why it needs to be called feng shui. Yeah. I I think that's just like a... It's like a creme brulee type, like, it's like a real, like, fancy type word that you use. I don't know why. <laughs> I just don't get it. But, uh, it's, it's, it is a real thing, though. That's, that's what I was confused, and I've now, um, kind of been focused on, I, I, I just, the feng shui of this Washington capital. <laughs> what do you, th- what do you think? I think our feng shui is, it's hit or miss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sometimes the energy in this room is quite, uh, it's just electric, and we feed off each other fantastic. Yep. Other times, it's, uh, like we said last time, either way too cold and you can't really get your thoughts out, or it's way too hot, and uh, again, you can't get your thoughts out. But the term feng shui is ridiculous. I've never heard it ever to be compared <laughs> to creme brulee. <laughs> it rhymes with creme brulee. That's why I said it. I mean... <laughs> 
I, would, is, can you analyze? Can you use feng shui to analyze creme brulee? Is that is that possible? I think you could. Yeah, a creme brulee's energy in a room could ignite the whole family on an atomic happy. scale. Yeah, by all means. Yeah, but I just you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, when someone said feng shui to me, I was like, don't ever say that word to me again. Just tell me what I need to do. <laughs> Like if you, like if you walk into a room and you're like, oh, the feng shui, feng shui in this room is just, it's just not feeling so. I don't even know how to use it. Do you say that it's this, off? This room, this room is just not feng shui, or the feng shui in this room is off. Yeah, or something the, like the that. feng shui level in this room is low. I, I don't know. I think the only people that are ever allowed to use that are like the those weirdos on HGTV. Oh, like that's just weird. House hunters? Yeah, house hunters, oh, like no. property brothers. You know who's a big fan is our roommate, Matt Christensen. <laughs> Huge HGTV guy. Yeah. Always trying to figure out better feng shui in the house. Yeah. So I, I guess someone needs to do it. Yes. <laughs> someone needs to be, you always got to have a designated feng shui guy. Um, basically wherever you go to analyze energy levels, stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. definitely Matt. Um, one other thing about Matt is I've never seen a man um, spend more time in a Lowe's than Matt, mm. which that may be a dad quality. Yep. Um, cause you know, fixing up the house and stuff like that, but uh, you know, what? Now, I'll be the first to say that Matt is on a way better path than we are to being a great father. He's on a, he's, he's taking a, the necessary strides early mm-hmm. and he's kind of, he's, yeah, he's, he's definitely like, uh, the fur traders on the Oregon trail. Mm. Um, definitely just gung ho trying to make that money. Yep. It's pretty good stuff. But yeah, I, Feng Shui just really um, turned me, just <laughs> put a wrench in my system the past couple of days and just kind of had to talk about it, get some clarifying points on it. That um, uh, The Feng Shui creme brulee just ignited my <laughs> Feng Shui. I'm just electric right now. It's it's on an atomic level. So do people enhance the Feng Shui of a room? Can you, like, can you have people, like, when you step in a room, like, their presence is just great and then you have more Feng Shui in the room because the person's in there? Like, he lights up a room with a smile. You know, is that is that related to feng shui? I feel like that's, that's it should be that way because okay. I think feng shui comes from the people in it, not from the objects in it. I, but see, I thought it was from, I think it's more of the objects in, yeah. the, in the room. Like the different color patterns, whatever you got. And like where they're placed and how they're placed. I don't know, we're going to have to get a feng shui expert on here to talk to us. Actually, uh, we'll cut this, but Sierra's mom is... Uh, Interior designer. Annie is also uh, studying, or she's interning with someone that's a interior designer. So is Lauren. Okay. So, so we, we can... got, wow, three options in 15 seconds. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It's already have connections. Okay. So um, uh, let's trap the puck on this one. Feng Shui, creme brulee, we don't know. Um, moving on to a reoccurring segment. We hit it last time on pod 10. We're going to hit it this time on pod 11. Um, the Psy segment. So uh, this came up on my Twitter or on my Apple News notifications. Uh, CNN came out with an article today. In America, more than 12 million families struggle to feed their children. Why does America have so many hungry ch- hungry kids? That was the first article, and then another article immediately popped up right below it from the Wall Street Journal. So, uh, and this title was: Visitors are taking helicopters to the Hamptons to avoid traffic, and year-round residents can't stand the noise. <sighs> and that's our side segment. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Not much you can say about that one. So uh, another great thing um, that has hit um, the podcast world, or our world to be more specific, 
Um, me and AI did a little uh, in-house, our first in-house research over the weekend. Uh, me, Andrew, and a few other friends went to the Como Zoo off uh, Como Avenue in St. Paul. And uh, we had heard a lot of rumors um, kind of a brewing throughout the city that the uh, zoo animals were depressed. At Como Zoo. At Como Zoo. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, me and AI have both seen uh, Madagascar. Um, we kind of know what it feels like to be a zoo animal and how that all works. So we came up with a plan uh, prior to walking, step, stepping foot into Como Zoo that we were going to see every, um, what do you call it, encagement? Um, every exhibit. exhibit. Yep, every exhibit, okay. beautiful, and yep. uh, give them a rating. Yeah, and so it basically we asked the question, are the Como Zoo animals depressed? And we basically went to each exhibit, evaluating each one on a happiness on a happiness scale, graded them A um, all the way down to F, your standard grade letter grading system. Mm-hmm. And then we did a rough average of all of it, and then came out with a number. Yes. So we're gonna walk you through it, and basically what we saw. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback from our marketing interns uh, if, you, if, if, if anything comes up that uh, seems a little out of the ordinary. Yep. So we walked into Como Zoo in the first exhibit right away, the orangutans. And I'm all about these primates because they mm-hmm. are uh, pretty interesting creatures. They're pretty similar to us. Yeah. They're uh, not the most similar. Chimpanzees are actually the most similar. Yep. But uh, orangutans, we saw there was three orangutans in this exhibit, two females and a male. And... Uh, they seemed to be having a fun time. There were, they had stuff to climb on. They were uh, peeing all over the place. We, we witnessed a couple orangutans peeing. Yeah, they're... It yeah. got caught in the wind. We had to duck and dodge. <laughs> and duck. And there were a lot of other... They're, they're pooping on the ground. You know, we we sometimes forget that uh, we're kind of looking into uh, their own personal lives. And, you know, people forget that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of tough. But hey, it was cool. It was cool. And we gave them a B, a solid B. Solid B. Yeah, they were having fun. They were swinging around on their little ropes and stuff. There was actually a battle for the top post um, between two chimpanzees. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Very nimble creatures. Um, and then it also posed the question, uh, what if we had feet that were hands? You, you would have to wear four shoes or would you have to wear four gloves? I don't think anyone would be screaming at you, nice hands, feet. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. And I don't think football would be around either. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. So after we went to see the orangutans, uh, we went into the primate exhibit, and let me tell you, that was an interesting experience. Yeah, the gorillas um, were in there, um, they had the spider monkeys. They, yeah, they had the uh, the black, blue-eyed lemurs. Mm. Mm. Yeah, tells you a little bit about them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like the, well, yeah, those guys... They had the lemurs, and uh, if any of you guys watch Zabumafu when you're little, shout out Zabumafu. Yep. Great show. Um, we saw those RIP to Zabumafu, but they had a lemur in that show, and we saw one of those. So that was cool to reunite. Um, overall rating, though, pretty depressing. Yeah. Uh, C minus. C. Ooh, yeah, we did say C minus. The gorillas, because the. Actually, no, I think it was a C because the baby gorilla was having a blast. Oh, it, that's right. It was small enough where everything was still, he was, it was able to be nimble, but those right. large uh, female and male gorillas were uh, pretty pretty sad. Yeah, there's, it's, it, it is pretty crazy. Oh, there's a, there's that one gorilla also who was um, picking its nose and just eating all the boogies. Oh, yeah. That was pretty gross. Um, 
that definitely is a sign of depression, yeah. <laughs> I would say. Um, but moving, moving right on, along. Yeah, moving on. Where did we go to next? The polar bear. <laughs> and this was BT's favorite exhibit. He's a huge polar bear fan. Probably the biggest one out there. Yeah. Uh, so if you ever see BT, uh, always talk to him about how much he loves his polar bears. But so we were really excited going in there. And uh, it ended up being kind of even more depressing than the primates. Yeah. And that was, and the thing about the polar bear exhibit is, you know, you come in there and you see this huge exhibit. It's big. I mean, he's got he's got two sides where he can play around and stuff. Probably uh, the most plot of land of any yeah, animal. Yeah, he's got the most acreage. Um, definitely most land. I don't know how much he bought that for, but it was yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he wanted a monopoly. I think yeah, Broadway. something. Yeah. But either way, uh, we walk in there. You know, you think you're going to get your Coca-Cola-esque polar bear in there. All sorts of happy, drinking some Coca-Cola. Yeah. However, we got the polar bear who was um, basically sleeping and unresponsive for the five minutes we were in there. Yeah. And it was pretty depressing. So what are you going to rate? What was the rating? I think we gave him a D. Yeah. Hard D. Yeah. But we learned a lot of cool facts about uh, polar bears. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of sad. But, you know, uh, someone who kind of sticks around and sticks his head out for polar bears is Brian Tierney. So whenever you see him, you know, it's always a good conversation to have with him. Saying, hey, I really like them polar bears, and then, you know, you guys can have an educated conversation. Yes. So that was, that was one thing we got out of it. But overall, we rated them about a D. Then we, we moved to the next exhibit, and this really turned the tables real quick. The zebras, gazelles, and uh, one tortoise were all in the same little uh, exhibit. And this tortoise was probably the happiest creature I think we saw all day. I've never seen uh, someone move around with such pace in an, in a, uh, in an exhibit and uh, kind of cover the ground quite like a tortoise did um i i looked at it first i was like that tortoise has to be at least 120 years old you know exaggerating uh me being a human not being able to survive to 120 mm-hmm. uh and then i was immediately corrected and said oh that tortoise is actually 180 years old so he was he was a wise fellow um but he was moving well man i had never seen a tortoise move like that and he i don't know uh how tortoises smile or how they frown but he it was happy. yeah. He seemed happy. Jubilant. It was very yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And along with that, we had the uh, zebras and the gazelles. They're all in the same exhibit, which was pretty wild. Didn't know they could all coexist, but hey, it's 2016. Everyone, uh, all lives matter. Yep. So that's good. That gazelles. we came to the conclusion that gazelles are probably like the Italian deer. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Um, they look a little well, more on the Catholic side if you were to you know, judge them. Um, I think their diet is a bit carb heavy. Um, they definitely eat a lot of carbs and then zebras, um, they're the, the fun, the feng shui with the zebra stripes is pretty interesting, but I would say, uh, they most closely resemble a donkey rather than a horse. They're not as majestic as you might think. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. Very donkey-esque. Yeah. So if anyone wants to maybe come after us on that and get a little donkey versus horse resemblance on zebras, we're all here for that. You know, controversy is the air we breathe. So we're all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, uh, what would we see next after that? I went to the giraffes. Yeah, right giraffes. Next. Giraffes was sweet. Yeah, there was four giraffes and there, there, were, there was one that was probably, what, 25 feet tall? Yeah, they uh, had like a little measure tool thing, and it had basically like it tells it tells you like how how tall they are, and 
Um, one of them was easily like 20 some feet tall. And the one thing that I was scared about with the, the, uh, the giraffes was the cage that they were in. They could have easily stepped over that and just completely taken over the whole zoo. Yep. That's a hundred percent correct. It wasn't engineered. The feng shui of that exhibit might've been a little bit lacking. Yeah. But they seemed happy. So yeah. we gave them a B. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. We gave, yeah. So we gave... Tortoise. The tortoise and A+. Plus. Yep. That was our first A-plus on the trip. Zebras and gazelles, B. B. Yeah, B. And giraffes, giraffes, B. B. And then we went, the wolf was by himself, but it was howling. We gave it a C+. Plus. And we moved right along to the otters and the seals. And we don't know the difference between an otter, a seal, or a... Was there a sea lion, too? There was, yeah, but I don't think that was it. But it could have been. We don't know. Yeah, so there's a lot of those, and I was really confused on which ones were which. However, yeah. they looked pretty cool. I also like when they're just like they're the way they maneuver. They're floppers, so big time floppers. Big time floppers. They LeBron esque. LeBron esque. They play some soccer, maybe big time floppers. That's just how they move around. Yeah. Um, what do we give those? Like C. C. Yeah, C. Um, they're doing a lot of sleep and trying to get their day by, and then we finished off with the tiger and lion exhibits which I thought were the most impressive by far, Yes, exhibit-wise. Um, the tiger needs, uh, the, the fitness coach for the tiger needs to be fired. The tiger was fat. tiger was honest. so fat. It was eating way too many Frosted Flakes. Yeah, I, oh, it was. Yes. I, I don't doubt that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, But he was walking around when we were there, which is cool. Yes. I like that a lot. I care about that. Um, also, the lion... There's a female lion and a male lion, which I thought was cool. Um, the female lion, um, that's the one who always goes out and gets the prey for the family. Yes. Which I thought was pretty cool. A matriarchal society, mind you. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, the lion also had pretty big balls, too. We big saw balls. Huge Gotta balls. Have yeah, so that was Protecting cool. the kin. Yeah, protecting the kin. Big ball guy. Yep. Um, so that's cool. So Tiger was a bee. Lion, also a bee. You gave them, we gave them bees. Well, I don't know. Yeah, B sounds about right. Maybe one was a B minus. Yeah, B. I think that I think we gave the lions a C plus because they weren't moving or anything. Okay, yeah. We based them strictly off how much movement they had. Very true. Uh-huh. Tiger uh, was having a good time. Let's not forget the chipmunk that was like following us the entire time. The entire time, and it was definitely the same chipmunk. It was. Uh, it was obviously the acting tour guide. Yep. Um, you know, it, the chipmunk has the best time out of all the animals in there because it gets to go to every single exhibit whenever it wants and hang out with each one. of. The, it's kind of like the, uh, I don't know, it, more like the secretary of the entire zoo. Gets to check in on every single one, see how they're doing, yep. you know, manage the whole group of people. He's the on-call liaison. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, hit, doing his fiduciary duties. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, overall, with all those grades combined, I think we, uh, on the happiness scale, we give it a 77.65. Yeah, and I think that's a great grade for what was the rumor, because I think anything below about a 70, 70 probably would be depressed. Yep. So, it, yeah, I, but another thing is, we don't know if they're exactly happy either. Mm-hmm. So, that, this research might have done a little bit, or raised a couple more questions than it would have answered them. Okay. So, that's okay, though. I think we'll be all right. So, I hope you enjoyed our little uh, experience at Como Zoo. We'll uh, trap the puck on this one and talk about some of the duties as podcasters that uh, we need to talk about. Yeah, so there, these are things that kind of came up uh, last podcast where we were talking about uh, LeBron James in the NBA Finals and, you know, his legacy and his status 
Um, you know, something that necessarily, or it gets talked about way too much on Colin Cowherd, Mike and Mike, Barstool, everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. And, you know, to, you know, to keep the interest of our listeners and marketing interns, we have to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. So we call it duties as podcasters, doing our due diligence. Yes. Um, so one thing that happened that everyone's talking about now is the Mayweather-McGregor fight. And, you know, I, I to be honest, I'm not excited for it at all. Okay. I'm extremely excited. Why? I'm ready to get after it. I feel like uh, no matter what happens, it's going to be electric. The pre-fight uh, conundrums will be electric. McGregor's going to do some yurping. Mayweather's just going to stick to the grind board, 41 years old. Shouldn't really be fighting him, but he's doing all for the money. So it could end up just being a show, but who cares? That's what we're here for. That's what we pay sports to do. Give us a good show. And sure. I feel like Mayweather and McGregor are going to give us... May, hopefully 10 rounds of a good show. If not, McGregor will, McGregor will end it early if it doesn't go 10 rounds. If it goes 10 rounds, it's because Mayweather was super defensive. I think after, um, you know, I was very excited when Mayweather finally fought Pacquiao. Um, as, like, a kid growing up, they had been talking about that. And then, you know, it was a little bit overdue um, because of every, you know, just because it just took forever for them to get a stupid fight together. And I had really never watched boxing before that, so I was really excited, you know. And, you know, having watched MMA, I figured, you know, the expectation would be just about in line. But really, uh, after that Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, I'm out on boxing. I, I just figure it's just not really a sport that's going to be keeping up with the times. And I know they're attempting to with this McGregor and Mayweather fight. Okay. But I'm all in I, on that. I mean, I, like you said, the, the preemptive, the pre-stuff before, all, before the fight is going to be great. I'm going to love to see McGregor. You know, his Irish accent just chirping Mayweather and everything like that. But then, you know, once the fight fight starts, I wouldn't be shocked if McGregor didn't land a punch, to be honest. Oh. And, you know, he's, well, he's an athlete. Ha- yeah, whatever happens, it's going to be a show. Yeah, I'm going to watch it still. Yeah. So the boxing is looping me in still. But okay. I just, my, my expectations are set significantly lower than they were previously. Sure. So those are, that's a duty. We, we got to talk about it. If you don't respect our opinions, so be it. We don't care. Controversy is the air we breathe. Absolutely. More duties. Beyonce birth twins. Ooh, and that just wow. yeah, that's just real heartfelt. You know, twins from Jay Z and Beyonce. How wonderful. You know, bless you, this earth. I think uh, they need to create um, a network channel where it's all um, celebrities' kids, mm. and they all need to have is that like ETV? a reality? Yeah, it, but it's a kids ETV. Okay, and they basically have like Northwest on there. Um, Riley Curry, Jalen Smith, Jalen mm, Jalen Smith's a little too old now. I'm talking about like the top, like I'm talking anybody below the age of like ten right now. Uh, um, basically, have all those guys. That could be eighteen though. We could have Jalen Smith as eighteen okay. with Justin Bieber. I think he's still eighteen or something. Yeah, but right on there. anyway, so we have these this E Kids show right, and it's you know Beyonce's twins now, Northwest Kanye West's daughter or just bro, son. Or I don't know if he's what it. What's what, oh, and then Faith? No. Um, Faith. Riley Curry. What's Faith West? No, Faith West. The other one. I don't know. Kanye West kids, Jay Z's kids. Sorry. Right. Riley Curry. All those kids. Can you imagine having a a reality TV show with all of them? I'm I think not, that'd be I'm something. Not watching it. <laughs> I don't think any of us would watch it, but I think it's something that is not too far fetched. Okay. But <laughs> your that, your thoughts? <laughs> my, my thoughts are uh, don't air it. I'm not watching. Okay. Well, oh, I'm saying on the twins. Oh. Uh. My favorite twins in history. Oh, you're going right into the legacy. Okay. Yeah, the legacy of twins. 
And uh, I'm thinking Rondé and Tiki Barber are my favorite mm. set of twins ever okay. to exist in, on Earth. Okay. Mine are uh, Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Oh, okay. Still pre- prevalent in today's world, even though Sweet Life and Zack and Cody, their last episode probably six, seven, maybe eight years ago. Still, I like I I give them a follow on Twitter. I think they're pretty funny. Um, I don't really know what they do in their lives now, but I know one went to NYU. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think that's a that's a definitely th- those were good twins. Um, who else were twins? I'm trying to think. Uh, the Olsen twins. Olsen, Mary Kate, Ashley. Oh, Olsen. that that was a huge. Uh, I had no idea that they alternated on the on Full House. Oh, okay. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah, I had no idea. And they look identical, and you can never tell. So that was pretty good. Uh, little dance around child labor there. Yeah, very true. Um, who else is on? I can't really think of any others to be honest. <laughs> That's enough twin talk. That's enough twin talk for me. We've done our duty uh, as podcasters, so yeah, cover absolutely it, cover the basics. Trapping the puck and uh, finishing up how we always do. You know, you know how we do it. What do we learn? Feel good story, positive note. Uh, personally, what did I learn? I learned that drive-in movie theaters are not dead. Uh, I went to Valley High on Friday, and which is Valley High Movie Theater. Okay, it's a drive-in movie theater. They play three movies. You only have to pay eight fifty, and it starts when the sun sets uh, and then gets a little darker. So like nine thirty, the first movie plays, um, and there was so many people there. I, I'd give the number like th- a thousand people. So wow. I, I learned that go to drive-in movies. They're still electric. Atmosphere is great. That's awesome. Great uh, place to take your significant other, or uh, maybe you call her your pickle or your cookie, something like that. Mm. Um, something I learned, uh, Nolan Arenado is the truth, um, playing exceptionally well this year, um, making a strong case for being uh, the MVP. Uh, he hit, um, not only did he hit the cycle, but he hit a walk-off three-run homer to beat the Giants on Sunday. Um, absolutely electric um, call and just a great visual to see um, Nolan just playing out of his mind. Uh, I know he means a lot to you as well, Andrew. I he's know on my not, fantasy he's team. On, yeah. yeah, he was my keeper for this this season, so he's panned out to be a fantastic keeper. I'm all about it. I'm I'm on the bandwagon of the truth. Yeah. Let's, let's ride this rocky train. Yep, the hunt for Red October is uh, well established, and I can't wait for October. Mm. Um, so finishing up on the back end here. Uh, with our feel good story of the week, um, so this came across our table uh, earlier this week from second string producer Mark. Yep. Uh, turns out, uh, Lake Zurich, his hometown, his hometown, uh, created the largest fidget spinner uh, ever. Ever, I think they created it in 2013, and now they're making it uh, known to the world. Yeah. And they have a little video. Yeah. So we actually had built the world's largest spinner that really works. This bad boy consists of 125 pounds, three wings that also work, cap, and as you can see from a two-inch spinner, the diameter is amazing. We plan to wow our fans and kids when they come in with spinner contests, uh, different other games that you could win prizes, and maybe even discounts for parents. So, the world's largest fidget spinner working in the world, and we hope to see you come in and spin with us. Thank you. 
That's awesome. Wow. Very heartwarming. Electric stuff. I feel good. I feel great. Um, I never actually have gotten my hands on one of them fidget spinner things. Um, so if anyone wants to help me out with that, that'd be cool. Um, so uh, that was great. I, I'm a big fan of fidget spinners. You know, everything for the kids, obviously. Uh, you know, one person who's in touch with uh, the kids nowadays, you know, around Lake Zurich and, uh, you know, in Chicago is uh, our good friend Shannon. Who's uh, banned from the podcast, but, yeah. you know, we always like to see how she's doing and check up on her. And get her opinion that's not worth uh, anything on this podcast. Maybe she has a fidget spinner. Maybe she has a fidget spinner and we can ask her about it. She so. is kind of uh, Fid- fidgety. fidgety. Is that how, what, is that how you describe someone? Sure. Hey, Mark, it's this the guys, guys from, from the, the back, back pocket. What's up, guys? Hey, how you doing? How doing? So, Mark, we are uh, debuting your uh, Lake Zurich Toy Store uh, feel-good story of the week. Oh, um, good. Yeah, and so thank you, first of all, for um, getting that uh, together and getting that across our table. Uh, we just wanted to give you credit for it, so thank you. Yeah, no problem. It was, it was good stuff. Have you visited the store? No, I haven't. Okay. I want to make that happen, though. Have you looked at the comment section and what people are saying? Yes. Yes. I've seen some pretty nasty comments, and that guy responds to them, and I think it's amazing. He responds to every single comment. It's like, yes. hilarious. Yes. <laughs> they make, he just belittles whoever these people are commenting on a toy store's post. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, He's like, the children love it. Why would you attack the children? <laughs> Why would you ever say something like that? Ima- imagine being a kid showing up at, at the Lake Zurich store and seeing that. Yeah, Unbelievable. Um, Dreams come true. Yeah. Uh, so another thing, Mark, that we wanted to get from you, uh, we did, for our listeners, we did call... Well, well we, did, we did initially call Shannon, and you answered the phone, so thank you. However, uh, would you can you would you mind ask Shannon what her opinion is on it? I can put her on if you'd like. Yeah, if you could, that'd be nice. Shan, the guy's in the back pocket. Hello. Hi, Shannon. It's the guys from the back pocket. What's up, guys? Hey. Uh, so, just another uh, call in with you here, Shannon. Uh, wanted to get your opinion on the uh, newest, uh, largest. Uh, fidget spinner at the Lake Zork t- Toy Store. What, do you, what are your thoughts? There's a what? The largest fidget spinner is in your hometown at the Lake Zurich Toy Store. And then we're curious, uh, have you visited? Do you have a fidget spinner? Because uh, we think you might. Yeah, or and, and all your kids probably do too. Yeah, keep- well, my students do, but I actually do not, except that last weekend I was at my friend's lake house and her little seven-year-old cousin had one. And they're actually pretty cool, to mm. be honest. Oh, but right. I did not know that Lake Zurich had the largest fidget spinner. Yeah, what an honor! Yeah, it's a it's a tremendous honor. You should be gra- grateful to be in such an awesome town. I'm surprised that hasn't been making more headline news. Oh, it's all over Facebook. Yeah, I don't know how you didn't see it. Yeah, <laughs> must have missed that one. Yeah, it's okay, Shannon. Uh, one thing that's not okay though is uh, your opinion and uh, this to this podcast. So uh, you're banned. I apologize yeah, to remind you that. Um, however, uh, thank you. All right, no problem. Hey, Shannon, we're glad you're doing really well, but uh, we're gonna again have to cut this because yeah, we we have, we have banned you. I'm yeah, sorry. So 
No problem, guys. All right, okay. Jen. Hey, uh, can you put Mark right. on real quick? Put my brother on? Yes, please. Yeah, hold on one second. I would like to talk to you. Hello? Hey, Mark, we miss you. Hey, I miss you guys, too. Yeah, that was really tough, but tell uh, your sister thank you for doing her fiduciary duties as a band member of the show. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys still get her on as much as you do. I think she really appreciates it. Yeah, ever since, you know, Aruba and her not being happy with being on it, we have to get her on as much as yeah, we can. Yeah, ever since my yeah. thank you letter that she, uh, you know, poorly responded to. You know, we have to yeah. do we have to do these things. Yeah. So Yeah, just throw her a bone every once in a while. Hey, are you with your dad? Yes. Can we wish your dad a happy Father's Day? Yeah, I can. All all right, I'll thanks, grab him real thanks. quick. Okay. <laughs> We're really covering all our bases here. Hold on. Hey Dad. It's the guys from the back pocket, they want to talk to you. Hey guys from the back pocket. Mr. Amick, how are we doing? How are we doing, Mr. Good. Amick? We good, good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. We want to be the last ones to wish you a happy Father's Day on this tremendous uh, June 18th. Well, uh, we uh, we very much appreciate that. That's awesome. Very nice. Very nice. How are things in St. Paul? Uh, they're going well. We're we're living the a decent life up here. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. humid, but it was fun today. Yeah. I'm sorry? It was fun. We had a good time. <laughs> All right. Hey. All right. Excellent. I'm yeah. sure you guys uh, wish your uh, your dads a very nice, uh, happy Father's Day. I'm sure. We Absolutely, did. we did. We had them both on. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. I appreciate you guys thinking of me. Of course, Mr. Amick. All right. Well, uh, maybe see you next weekend. Ooh. Possibly coming up. Coming up. Possibly coming up for the big wedding up there. So who knows if we'll uh, slip over to see you guys? Oh, that would be We're awesome. In. We'd love to have you. Shannon's, Shannon's saying she's not; uh, she's no longer participating in the back pocket. But uh, uh, that's okay. Oh, well, she's she, not going to well the your wedding. your okay. daughter's right. your daughter's banned. So yeah, I understand she's banned. Yeah, yeah rightfully right. so. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Mr. Amy. Right, Thanks for the call. Take care. See ya. Enjoy your night. Take care, guys. Well, that was the Amick family. <laughs> we really covered our bases with all the Amicks there. Yeah, and they uh, finished up the podcast real nicely. So Absolutely. And uh, just one final note. Um, just want to wish all of the fathers that listen to this show um, a happy Father's Day. And have a great rest of your Monday. Take care. Take care.